Well, you Fruit Loop dingus, I bet you didn't see this coming. Welcome back to Friends After the Show, the Big Brother podcast. I'm your host, Devin Oldham, and uh, he's shady just like his hair, uh, Matt Pilgrim. Uh, I thought bowl cuts were in. Okay. No? <laughs> and I am living in a nut house. This is a nut house. And then you walk in, Dan, and I go, a nut house, right? It's a nut house. I don't remember yeah, what yeah. happens. Like <laughs> and it's Dan Silvera, basically, is what I'm getting at. Hello, everyone. All right. Wow. So we missed a week. Uh, sad to say, I'm sorry to everybody who is obviously expecting it, tuning in, leaving their radios on all day, wondering where we were. <laughs> um, yeah, I was sick, so I, yeah, I don't, I don't think anybody was actually waiting for it. But you know, if if you were, uh, <laughs> we're not sorry. sorry. We were, we, Devin, you were under the weather, right? Yeah, I was, and then because of the way we do this, uh, I need to be present. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah um but that's fine i mean it was an okay week so we'll go back a week welcome back to friends after the show just kidding not gonna do another intro okay um so we had a hoh competition where they had to push a button uh which i actually thought was a pretty clever competition just because in its simplicity yeah uh dylan exactly. seemed really good at that competition too Excellent. Oh, Dylan was so yeah. Well, and he was like bragging a lot about how he was because he's a boxer. He has uh, like motor function that is higher than anybody else's. So he was going to win it anyways. They didn't have to game the system, but uh, I, I don't think Big Brother liked that they actually did end up gaming the system and basically giving it to Dylan. Yeah, I don't yeah. even think the game was set up to to do that because like it was the last person who pushes the button. So they had to. I think like tradi- like it seemed like they should have pushed the button one person not and then keep going through the motions but all they did was just none of them were just like eh, we're just not gonna push the button anymore yeah <laughs> and they were just like oh dylan wins yeah it was such a um easy challenge to stay in pretty long and for people to just give up i thought was ridiculous but i thought dylan was the most entertaining thing about that the way he oh, would yeah. just run and grab food i i loved it i was laughing the entire time yeah i thought it was great he he really made that challenge fun to watch because like and he's just trash talking the whole time, which is funny. <laughs> I couldn't uh, believe, um, yeah, I couldn't believe people gave up their spot. Like, yeah, I don't know what made Kevin and Bruno. F- I guess because they trust Dylan. I guess that's the benefit of uh, you know having a solid word in the house because Dylan <clears throat> didn't really lie uh, this season that much. So when he says they're safe, they believe him and. To his credit, he kept his word, so that's great. They were safe, but he ended up taking out, you know, a number for them, and it really ended up hurting them in the game. And I think oh, it led sure, to what, yeah. yeah. But that's that's the problem. Eventually that's, happened the following week. That is a bad deal on Kevin and Bruno's part. That's not Dylan's. Dylan, I think, made a good deal and upheld his end of the deal, and Kevin and Bruno just didn't think about every aspect, which is sucks for Cindy. Like they didn't think, oh, well, Cindy could go home. I mean, yeah. I guess they didn't think about it. I don't know. And then Dre, I'm surprised, gave gave it up. That one is shocking to me. Dre's playing a really good game right now. I think. I think she's she's playing really well. She's smarter and understands the game better than any yeah. of the other newbies. I think. Uh, the at moment, least, yeah. The moment that like 
it clicked for me was when she was talking to Dylan and I think I can't remember if it was this week or or last week but anyway she said we have to get Ike out and that's when I realized oh she's not playing emotionally she actually yeah. is playing tactically are you talking about the um the after eviction um response video to Bruna? uh yeah she comes out in that video too she she states it but also during just in a conversation at the kitchen table um yeah it, it is kind of weird like to say that when you're not sure if if like uh jury members are coming back in the house <laughs> so that's tough yeah so so but i think it's late enough in the game that i don't think there's gonna be a buyback i think yeah, it's I kind of a, I agree. kind of a rookie move to do that but also a good move in a way because you know bruno is gonna bring that information back to cindy and netta and that's gonna be very highly respected by them as people that that's a good love point. the game yeah that's a good point uh yeah so dylan put up jackie and dimitri uh dimitri obviously because um they had this stupid beef that is still like haunting this season since like Cassandra's ghost <clears throat> is still looming over the uh, house guests. Um, and then he put up Jackie because who cares? Uh, the answer is nobody. <laughs> um, yeah. And then they had another competition, which I found was kind of lame. Uh, 300 balls through a loop de loop or something. I don't know what uh, Matt. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think of that competition? Uh, they do they do something like this every every uh, every season. I mean, it's not a fun game to watch, but it's one of those games that I'm like, I feel like I would do great at that at that game. <laughs> like, I feel, I feel like, like I could do that. I feel like everybody sees it. It's like it looks easy. Yeah, but it's soul crushing when they're at like 200 and then they have to restart. You're just like, oh, I would yeah. just give up. Yeah, I missed. Oh, yeah, um, sure. uh, I don't, I don't know if you remember the previous season. Um, with Dallas when he did that and he got frustrated and he kicked the side of it. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, the rest of the um, the week was pretty straightforward. So uh, Dimitri wins, takes himself off, and then Cindy goes up as a replacement nominee. And I don't think anybody should have been surprised by that. Um, I'm sorry, Zyka didn't go up. When uh, uh, like I don't understand how a power couple never go up together that's crazy right but i th well that's just yeah i mean i'm not surprised they didn't just based on who won the veto and stuff or like yeah. who like because dylan i i feel like he wouldn't do that uh i don't think he should have done that either like i don't think it would have been smart for him to do that i don't know maybe i'm wrong no because then dimitri and Ika would have gone for him but um i think people underestimate or at least they did before this season Ika's social game Ika is very very good at convincing people to do things she's just she's scary she's she's like yeah, she's she terrifying. uses a very interesting like <laughs> tactic yeah she's just starting like, to get a little too um tyrannical a little bit like that conversation with william you mean yeah, yeah, that was weird. She gets in his face. It's it's bad. I mean, uh, Neda was doing a little bit of that when she got a little power hungry as well. So that might just be a symptom in the house right now. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it's entertaining, and I, I and <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> Still sick a little. But deep down, you can tell that she's joking. I th I think I think she's joking. No one is no, that over the top. I don't think she is, and that's what's that's what's so like. That's what's so uh, brilliant about it is that it could be joking, but she could turn on a dime. Like she's like in that ice, like with the ice thing, she kind of looked like she was like taking it as a joke, but you could tell that she was like 
on the verge of like flipping out on Kevin. It's it's very terrifying to not know if they're gonna laugh it off or if they're gonna like freak out and be angry. Yeah, I felt I I felt the same way. I felt that when I watched it, she looked serious, but a um she was also aware of her surroundings, so she kind of like topped it off with a little bit of like yeah mysterious well, giggles so that you think <laughs> like you're like is she joking is she not? yeah they have this sort of like uh yeah the act going on where like she's the queen and i think she's just playing playing that up and and i don't know i i know that like i get into these bits that i do sometimes and they start off funny and then like they can definitely annoy the people that i am yeah. like talking to and yeah. i think william is just at that point where he's just uh sort of annoyed annoyed by it so well, you don't want to make people feel like uh, they have no decision, because once they feel like they have no decision, and and you're just being told what to do, that's when they revolt against the yeah, <clears throat> which he did. He um he absolutely did, and we will yeah. get to that. Uh, I, the only question I just have for you guys: so Cindy goes home, um, and then do you think that she shot herself in the foot when she evicted Netta? Is that is that what happened? Um, yeah. Yeah, Dan, you want to start? Yeah, so um, I 100% believe that. I think she should never take out Netta um, when, like, I think either way, she was kind of in a bad spot. Um, But I think that because the group with with Bruno, Kevin, and then herself and Netta, they're all they all can kind of break up where I think that Dimitri and um Ica aren't gonna break up. So I, I would have put up one of them and got rid of them than yeah. um than Neda. Yeah, it's tough because like Yeah, when the person convincing you to, to send Netta home is the person that actually you should probably put up. It's I don't yeah. think it's easy for Cindy to see that at that moment. Just because like that's an I, ally yeah. and and then Netta has this um, but that's advantage. why I thought I was actually really shocked by that because um, Ika was like, "She's this girl is going to be the one that breaks up the alliance. And all I could think of is if you're right now speaking to try to get rid of some of the alliance, you're the one breaking it up. So I would I would have saw that because right after that, Ika just bounced basically from that group. Yeah. So. Matt? So I do think that it was her fault. Like, I do think that it was um, her fault that she went home the next week because she got rid of Netta. But I don't think that she sees that. And I don't think she will ever admit that. I was listening to an exit interview with her um, on Rob Sesternino's podcast. And she still believes that she made the right decision. And uh, she's just one of those people that is just very stubborn and and believes that they are, you know are always right and you know did not yeah. want to admit that it was her fault that she's gone she thought it was something else but it sure. really was if she had that that loyal ally which i think netta was yeah. going to be loyal to her for a while yeah. long enough i think be, regardless yeah. yeah even it just trace the footsteps back and if you just she makes a different decision netta still now everything is different everything is different because netta will go up so like whoever won dylan so dylan will put netta up I mean, and I don't yes. think Netta would have... Sure, or Netta could have won that. Or, exactly. Or like, won so many, like, make that deal. <clears throat> I think that there's a lot of scenarios where, like, Cindy uh, is safe if Netta is still there. I mean, that's not to say 100%. We don't know what Netta would have done, but I feel yeah, like... I, yeah. I think that also it, it created a better shield for her, like a diversion yeah. so that people are looking at um, 
either take out Ned or take out Aika. But when I you think... take down one of the idols, you're kind of um, putting a huge target on yourself because now yeah. you're a player, right? But then to the opposite side, I think what she had was like this image of herself as just like making this big, fun move. Like, because it, it was good TV and it was intense and everybody loved her for it. Like, I, like watching. So I guess she kind of might have just got swept up in the glory of that. Taking out Netta, like right at her, right when her power expires. Like, that's cool. And like, it makes you feel good at the moment. Uh, it's just like, sometimes you have to think about and this is like exactly yeah exactly what happened in the last season she was in like this she did the yeah. same thing to jordan when jordan probably would have been a loyal ally for her i think he would have been a loyal ally for her and uh, she got rid of him because she thought it was a big she'd run a showman's and she got rid of him because she you know she saw an opportunity to make a big move and i think that's her like fatal flaw yeah, in the game i agree she sees She's, that there's a big move yeah. people do it even if it's Sorry, Matt. We lost you for a second. What did you say? <laughs> big you, move. Oh, can you hear me? Hello. Well, like you said, yeah. Big move, even though it's... and then Yeah, to her detriment. She'll make it because she sees it, and that's a problem. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I, it's good for a viewer, I, though. Just going to put that Yeah, up. I think that a, um, 100%. I think that she's able to see um, short-term gameplay, mm -hmm. and she has no ability to see long-term yeah. gameplay. Yeah, totally. She's not a chess player. She can't see a couple moves ahead. She sees and the then, only move that she has in front of her. And then I would say that this was what makes Aika good, is that she sees that. I think she's good yeah. at seeing people's vulnerabilities and then attacking them, I guess, is the word. <laughs> yeah, attacking them. Aika has great um, intuition. Also. Yeah, exactly. She yeah, she's really good at uh, feeling people out um yep. emotionally and seeing and saying and doing the the things that she needs to say. Like she's not a like a tactical manipulator like say Kevin is trying to be. Uh he's not successful all the time, but she's like a very good emotional manipulator, which Kevin is a terrible emotional manipulator. Yeah, and you know what? I I've actually been surprised. Um usually when we see a showmance, there is sometimes when we get into this um second half of the game we see some like confessionals where they say oh i wouldn't take the person with me to the end or you know or um in the end it's what's best for that game i even hear any talk like that from either dimitri or aika seems like they're really locked in with each other no matter what well aika has no reason to cut dimitri and then dimitri is too loyal so yeah, yeah. like the only one who would do it is aika and you have, she has no reason to do it because she'll win anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> and Dimitri, I think, is just he's in. He drank the Kool Aid. He's he's ride or die. He's pulling a Cody. Yeah, Dimitri's not. He is not the one that's pulling the strings here. It's all Ika. Ika's yeah. really, really good. She's she's got great reads on people. Right, um, but Dimitri is playing okay, like physically, you know. And I almost yeah. think that like he's more likable i feel like no because there are so many game players in the jury they're going to respect Ika's game more but yeah. like depending on the configuration of the jury like some people might respect uh competition wins over good gameplay i don't think it's going to be the case in this game though i just want to also comment like okay so bruno's whole thing is oh i want vets at the end um i get but uh Ika sees it more as like get vets in the jury house i mean they're all going to be in the jury house eventually which so i guess this isn't that that intuitive but i think she thinks that the more vets are stacked in the jury house and the more um votes she'll get just based yeah. on that which is smart but, and very very far thinking 
but I do think that, and I think she sees it, but she, uh, I think she just thinks it's the better way to go. Um, that, that the, the newbies are going to Dre is going to take a shot. And unless Ica wins the HOH competition, I think that she might be going home. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know, uh, but Dre, I'm, I'm excited for that. That's going to be a fantastic episode. So speaking of episodes, where are we? We are now starting our conversation about um, this week's episode or this Yay. week's uh, series of episodes, which I find. Oh, can I just touch on Will found a secret power of veto? Uh, it was pretty good. His reactions were really funny. Uh, it was so, good. The door was in a very weird place. Yeah. Was and, then, open. <laughs> and then Karen kind of found it and Big Brother was just like not having it. Which I thought yeah, I really like the one where I think it was Netta that won, um, where it was like in the corner and it and it opened and she walked into a whole other room. Hmm. I don't. I remember. just think the location of the tunnel could have been. All right. A bit more so mysterious. he found a secret a secret power veto that can be used within either that week or this week um, to uh, take someone off the block. So that is going to come into play in our conversation that we are having now. So Dimitri wins HOH. Uh, it. Was... Okay. By the way, before we move on, how how is it not clued into Karen that she saw William walking out of a sec- uh, like a secret cubbyhole and not tell everyone that she saw that and that it was William that won the secret veto? Like, how has she not figured that out? I, would I like know. To... As soon as as soon as it got played, um, yeah. I was like, how she must have put it, put it together, but then it doesn't look like it. Yeah, I would like to speak with someone who's maybe on the live feeds a lot. And to yeah. try and maybe clear that up because I bet you it must have been mentioned. I mean, unless Big yeah, Brother maybe. told her not to talk about it, which is very. But they didn't even look like when they were talking about who could have possibly had the secret veto. I didn't even hear William's name mentioned in the show. I could no. did bring I could did call him out. She said there's three people that it could have been Jackie, mm-hmm. Kevin, or William. So she did call him out, uh, but then he had a good. Uh, response, which was, why would I use the secret veto veto when I when I have the kind of a good response? Yeah, when no, I have very the, very flimsy. Because yeah. I mean, there's a million. But he good had reasons. a but he had an answer. He had an answer. Yeah, an least. answer. Yeah, exactly. And and then and I think it was more in the delivery of his answer where he's just like more talking to himself. He's like, well, why would I do that? And she's yeah. like, oh, yeah. he's too dumb to realize maybe the benefits, but he's obviously not. Uh, he's actually playing quite well now, I think. Uh, so yeah, Dimitri wins HOH. He puts up. Uh, uh, help me out. Uh, I'm trying to roll roll with the punches here. <laughs> he Dimitri put, put up, up oh, yeah, Kevin she... and Bruno. Oh yeah, he put up Kevin and Bruno. Um, yeah, which uh, I think was an interesting move. Yeah, fine for them. For, if you're Ika and uh, Dimitri, that's exactly what you would do. Um, yeah, other than the fact that um, those two guys would probably be more loyal than the. Um, Karen, newbies are all. So. I think that Bruno none of would've... them are loyal. Everyone's going to yeah. turn on them eventually because why would you ever let a showman's get that far? So like, yeah, I Dre's going to turn on them. Dylan's going to do whatever. Jackie's going to, I don't know. <laughs> Karen, I don't know either. Karen's the right move because Bruno has a higher chance of winning the HOH and Kevin have a greater chance of winning the HOH and um, they're smarter than the the newbies so even though yeah. they are like she knows that she can't trust either group she has a better chance against the newbies than she does against Bruno and Kevin yeah agree so um, but based so a lot of the action of this episode happened at the end but we did have a very interesting uh, power veto competition um where they had to sit in a box and guess when a hundred minutes went by. Uh, 
was it a hundred? Yeah. And um, they would put like rabbits in the box, which you wouldn't think would be a big deal, but apparently Ica has a terrible fear of rabbits. Yeah, apparently Ica doesn't realize how common red eyes on rabbits is. Yeah, <laughs> and then they put rats in, and I was kind of worried. I was like, hopefully they don't squish those rats. Um, yeah, I was worried too about that. And, <laughs> and we all laughed, like, because I was watching it with my roommates, as always, and we all laughed when uh, they just saw Bruno in a single tear going down his... <laughs> His face <laughs> was so funny. <laughs> uh, and then, I, yeah, William goes super early in comparison to everyone else, and he just he he buzzes in at 100 minutes, and he's only seven minutes off. It was super impressive. Everyone else was 20 minutes plus off. Yeah. Like over. So my theory it on that like is... It seemed like the people that were the most focused on counting were... were oh, I want to hear your theory. What's your theory? Well, because when you're counting seconds... I think that you always assume you're going to be counting fast, so you overcompensate and you count too slowly. Um, and I think that's probably what happened to the people who were just sitting there and counting. Um, William was like laughing and stuff. He wasn't, I think he, he went more by feel, but I don't know. I don't know. I'd probably suck at that competition. Oh, I don't think I'd do well at that one. That'd be a tough one. I, it wouldn't be the distraction. It would be like counting, like, like maintaining a count for 6,000 seconds sounds like an incredibly difficult thing to do. Yeah, especially when... Without distractions. distractions. Yeah, exactly. I would just get bored and start losing focus and portray, yeah. forget I'm counting. Yeah, I wouldn't like doing it at all. Yeah, Too so <coughs> Kevin and uh, Bruno don't win. The winner is William. And um, that was great. And then we have a scene where Kevin and William are talking in bed. And Kevin's sort of like doing his thing, <laughs> completely going yeah. full in on the flirting and uh, the cuddling. And I think in that moment, he really actually successfully convinces William yep. to keep him. I think that was oh, the yeah. key, the key moment right there. Well, he kind of um, and this is where. Um, it gets a little controversial the way he plays um, because he says at one point from um, says, uh, you know, my feelings are real or something like that. Basically insinuating that he has feelings for William without fully saying it. Yeah. Um, knowing that he'll take it exactly the way he wants him to take it. Yeah. And then obviously I guess we'll get to it, but um, immediately after being safe, he just does a 180 for some reason. I'm not sure why. For some reason. Exactly. Let's just, yeah. So Kevin is way too honest, by the way, in that conversation on the bed, when Dre walks in and she goes, or were you playing uh, William? He's like, well, there were times where I was playing. I think that, yeah. I think that that's his, um, like, I why? Think he, I think what he had there was like a, uh, a realization that lying is not working. And, and I feel like he was like, even if, the truth is a lie. I need to pretend to tell the truth right now. It just happened to be real. Um, I need to appear vulnerable and truthful. Uh, yeah. And and I feel like he just saw the opportunity to do that. And it, you, whatever you say, it's it worked. So it worked. Yeah, I kind of felt that it's one of those um, things where when you're you're lying so much, but then if you give just one honest answer that makes you look kind of bad, um, it will make someone believe you no matter what because yeah, they're like also, oh why would this person admit this to me they're yeah. obviously like you're also implanting 
yeah, a few doubts like, oh, maybe some stuff he said was true. Yeah. I think that's the theory, I guess. Um, yeah, so William, I just, the way this episode was set up is that, so like the power of veto is is not used. And then you're just like, oh, Craig William. And I thought he wasn't going to use the other one either. Uh, and then they kind of leave it on a cliffhanger. And then at the beginning of the next, next episode, you find out that he um, he did use the power of veto. And I want to ask you what, Matt, I don't know if you know how this works, a secret power of veto. But what if the replacement nominee was William? Was that just a risk you had to take? Yeah, so that would have been um, that would have been the risk. Yeah, that's uh, a so huge I, risk. I, from my understanding of the rule is that the secret veto replacement could have been we're gonna assume you said (laughs) could have been i'm gonna yeah it could have been william William. yeah i'm gonna try one thing here okay can you guys Uh, still hear me um yes yeah i was wondering i don't think he could have been chosen could he Because yeah, was, I think when you have when you win a regular veto, you're safe. Right? Yeah, but this is not a regular veto, and I think that. But you yeah, really won a normal veto. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, so I, that's I like know. a it's different confusing. situation. So yeah. like. So you but, think that that winning the the real veto only keeps you safe from reselection with that veto, but not with the secret veto. I think that is correct. Yeah. So, like, yeah. say someone else won it, they could still they could put up the the veto holder uh, from the the previous veto. Uh, I don't see why not. Matt Matt's pretty much the uh, authority I'm, on this. I, so I'm ninety percent sure, based on what I've read and what I've heard, that that's the case. That William could have been put up on the block, yeah. which is terrifying and makes that power like a power that I would not want to use. I would, I would Unless probably not. It's crazy because if they had an inkling that it was him, they would have just been like, "Fine, you want to use that power? Yeah. You go up on the block." But luckily, exactly. they didn't. And I, I mean, and by all odds, they could have. There's no reason not to think William Absolutely. doubled down on the vetoes. Um, I think the not- fact that he didn't use it with the regular veto probably put doubt in their mind. They're like, "Oh well, he didn't use it then. Well, why would he? You know what I mean? Like, right? But and I guess it's that so it's obvious. Blended, but, I guess as a yeah. viewer, maybe like it's so obvious the reasons. I mean, that's like a perfect reason. Yeah. When you're saying, when all your lines are saying, well, don't, don't use it, don't use it, and then, okay, I won't use it, and then public perception is you didn't use it, but then you still get the result you wanted. I mean, there's no reason not to do that. Yeah, I think also in people's minds, they're like, what's the odds this guy won two vetoes? Yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. There were only 30, like 30 seconds for Dimitri to make the decision. I think if him and Ike had talked yeah. it out, they might have come to that conclusion because you don't want to make a mistake in that scenario especially to one of your closer allies because if that if they did it and and he didn't win it and or even if he did and he did win it it's still secret he he never has to admit it he would have just he could have just been like what the hell and then he also might have been able to convince kevin maybe to say oh i was the one who who used it you just put up your ally like there's a lot of scenarios to go through which they didn't have time to do um which I like. I like that he had to make a split decision. Uh, yeah, make it more intense. Um, yeah, so Kevin saved and then Bruno gets uh, voted out. And uh, Karen appeared to be, in this episode, sort of uh, not a friendly person anymore. I don't know what happened. No, she's been like this the whole time. Like, she's been calling him... Uh, didn't I tell you guys Jeffrey Dahmer? She calls oh, him... Yeah, Je- yeah, like, yeah. She's been brutal to Kevin for, for no reason. I think Kevin can take it, but I'm like, God, like, she was intense in this episode. 
Oh, I definitely. Yeah, I, I was confused it. by because I always took it as if she was just joking. That was her personality. Um, this was the first time I saw where I actually felt like she was being serious, and I was. Oh, we, yeah, I was were, confused because yeah. she uses the same tone when she's joking and serious. Yeah. So it's it's really hard to decipher. Yeah, that was a that was a fight. Like they were, she was just being mean. Like, um, I don't know. And then so whatever, she's still in the house. We'll see what happens. I don't. I think she's just one of the people that is just still in the house. Like she's not part of the like political climate that's going on in the house. She doesn't have anything to do with it. Uh, she's just going to at some point be a casualty. Um, yeah, I did not like. She might get pulled to the end as a goat, but I did not like how she didn't even fight to stay in the house. That that bothered me a little bit. No, yeah, and she kind of overreacted <laughs> a little bit, obviously, because yeah. like it shows how bad, how much, sorry, how little of a feel she has for like the mood in the house, uh, and how little like information she just has in general. She's just no, she's no. I think she's on par with Jackie now. Like, at least Jackie is making. Uh, like fake alliances, they're fake to the people who are making them with her. They're real right. to her. But at least yeah, she's she playing ar- the game. Yeah, she goes around talking with people, trying to figure out things, trying to put ideas in people's minds or, or whatever. But Karen, when she, she, her life is threatened in the game, and she just kind of slumps around and gives up when she really should have just spoken with Ika and Dimitri and been like, okay, hey, where are your heads at? Um if you guys keep me, you know, just throw a deal out there, even just for extra security or something. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's pretty sad when Jackie is outplaying you. She's entertaining yeah. TV, though. She's like extremely entertaining television. And I Karen. want her to stay, uh, Karen, not, yeah, not Jackie, but character. Karen is hilarious. Like, I've never seen anyone be so paranoid and so wild for for absolutely uh no reason and so so viciously angry like she doesn't like jackie and kevin for yeah. whatever reason she just does not like them and hasn't liked them since the beginning of the no game reason. she has no, no, no reason, reason to reason, no yeah. reason uh, <laughs> hilarious yeah it's good it's good tv but it's it's as if like it's like this is what if devin stayed in remember devin the guy that looked like the rock <laughs> yeah this is like what if he stayed in the house <laughs> And was also the same age as Donnie. Yeah, I kind of feel um, maybe Karen just kind of burnt out. The game, the game is long, and you are in that house for a long time. And she seems like a very energetic, active person. It might be getting to her a little bit. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Yep. She's well, definitely uh, vocally and ver- like verbally, she she's very entertaining. But, but yeah. she's a bomb, so she she could go off at any moment. And I think while it is a good, like it, it can be smart to bring somebody like that to the end because you know they won't win the game. Um, it's also extremely risky and dangerous because they could um, ex- explode on anyone. Like yeah. Karen um, is so unpredictable that um, she could launch an attack at literally anybody in the house and it's almost too dangerous to keep in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. It's a pretty chaotic ally to uh, ever align with. <clears throat> and you don't want that. You kind of want predictability in a, like to a certain degree. Like you definitely don't want someone who might just hate you tomorrow for no reason. And then, and then what, or like instantly believe the slightest whiff of a rumor. And yeah. Ike is like emotional, an emotional player, but like she uses it to her advantage. Like I think for, in my opinion, she's sometimes she's not actually angry, but she uses that um, 
to like when it's to her advantage. So she'll be yeah. mad at somebody when it is um, beneficial to her to be angry at somebody. Whereas Karen is just angry to be angry and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. I think I could definitely, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. She definitely has that uh, ability. Cause I've noticed like, I can't remember specifically what it was. Oh, it was Cassandra walks in on her and she's mad and she's just like really playing it up and just like, I'm not talking to you. You know what you did. And it's just like, that's obviously an intimidation tactic. Right. Yeah. And it's, successful so far and it i feel like in her first season it annoyed people more than it was effective and now it's effective and i think that also part of her success now is that i just still a whistle uh her part of her success now is that uh she has this person who can win comps like for her if she would have had more power right. in her season she would have done a lot better yeah she didn't have a meat shield and she didn't have somebody who was winning comps for her last season if i remember correctly no. she was kind of on her own on her own island and that's well she had a, not she a good place really close with uh i forget his name he's like the uh the guy who was a little bald guy adele uh, adele yeah that was her only ally i'm pretty sure and win comps no um yeah so we could just talk about Quickly about, yeah, so the weird encounter with uh, William and uh, Kevin on the couch. Um, so, like, Kevin, this guy just saved his game, um, admitted it to him, and it should be, like, at the very least, even if you're eventually going to turn on him, this is a moment where, like, you just show some gratitude and try and build that relationship even stronger. And Kevin, for some reason, chose to, in his words, distance himself to not appear as a duo which uh, it's crazy. It's insane. Um, he just was like, we're not a showman's and just hurting William's feelings. It looked like, or that's how it was edited to appear. Um, do, do either of you? So Matt, do you have any insight on this strategy or was it even a strategy? No, I don't think it was a strategy. I think as much as Kevin is not an emotional player, um, he is an emotional player in a different way. He, he, he kind of like, I think he has commitment issues and I, I think whenever he gets seems to get close, he like kind of freaks out. At least that's my read. And then that's why he's like trying to push William away. I don't think it's, he might say it's strategy, but I don't think it's strategy. I think he's, I think he's getting nervous. I think he feels potentially that he's maybe looking like a real sleazeball manipulating William and he doesn't want to be seen that way. That might be the only strategy that I can see. Cause I think if he were playing strategically, he would keep, William close and then break it off at the end after the game like do that exactly, after yeah. the game there's no reason to do it right now when you really only have William as your ally yeah he's your you only know, ally with proof that he's uh, he's willing to take major risks to help you yeah I was I was very surprised um by his choice to do it at this point especially right after the guy saves you yeah um it, it I I 100% agree with Matt I, I feel that he kind of saw maybe how much William actually likes him and that scared him and made him realize like, Oh wait, I don't want to be in a relationship or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then just tried to cut it off right there. I don't think it had to do with strategy either. I think it was, it was more like a personal thing. He just, he didn't want it to become what it was already. And, uh, wanted to quickly stop it without thinking about the repercussions of the way he was doing it. I just, so I'm going to offer this counter uh, opinion on that. It's not really counter, but 
could also be cohesive. Um, I think that Kevin has this flaw um, where he wants to analyze things and then he when he picks the things he's analyzing, sometimes he picks the wrong things, but then it's too late and he's all in and he's over analytical on that one thing. So like he's got all this stuff happening and he's very narrow, narrowly focusing his tactical gameplay. So right now he, he focused on this thing like, Oh, I don't want to be seen as a duo. That's bad. So, and then he focuses all his tactics on, okay, now I can't be seen as a duo because I was just in a duo and now I don't want to be the duo guy again. And then he's ignoring all the broader issues at play, um, like his relationship with William uh, and and how he can use it. So I think that he has this over, um, he's overthinking a lot of things he did, he does. And he did this before when he lied about voting for Karen. Um, it's like this one thing that he focuses on like a pinhole. And then he just, he goes full in tactics mode for that one thing. And then, eventually realizes that was the wrong thing and then he has to backtrack his game and uh that's not gonna be easy at this point <laughs> you can't backtrack your game anymore so now when he goes back and he needs that that relationship with william again it's not gonna be there and he he just screwed himself so uh that would be my reasoning i don't think that he has commitment issues i think that he's just overthinking his position in the house maybe um, <laughs> yeah, maybe i don't know yeah that's just how we'll, I we'll never know because we're yeah. not either <laughs> of them um, Not unless he really wants hard. to come on and do like, an it's interview. really hard to like delve into his into his brain. It's like tough to tough to Him see exactly how yeah. he, yeah. he he thinks. And I know Dimitri Dimitri was like you, you know you're you're a great, they're contradictory uh, statements. You're a great social player, and I cannot read you whatsoever. Like yeah. I feel like if you're a good social player, yeah, um, people you're can read, read you. Yeah, over overly yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, like Bruno is a great social player. Like Bruno. Yes is manipulating people. Well, I think we actually talked about this for 20 minutes last, uh, last episode, but yeah, I, I just, I'll just restate. Yeah. I think Bruno is doing, maybe not overly read, but like they think that they can read them. Like that's like, I feel like people think they can, they can read Bruno, even though Bruno is a bit more manipulative than they might think. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely Bruno is like, he lets, I think he he likes to play up like a like oh I'm a dad and I just want to see my kids and that's why I want to win HOH. Look, I'm crying and then it's like oh that's that's really good. Like that'll work on a lot of a good popular or portion of the population. Um and that's good social gameplay. Well, I don't think Kevin has that ability to tap into uh his emotional side. Uh he's more just like it's a lie or it's it's nothing. Like he doesn't have that using the truth to his advantage. Yeah. Did you guys feel that a, um, I, w- I was disappointed to see Bruno go home because I kind of felt like he was slowly becoming uh, Derek from uh, the winner from the US. Um, yeah. Um, I felt like he was slowly becoming Derek. And then in this last episode, um, I actually felt like the way he spoke to people, he had finally found um, that like internal Derek. Basically, the way he spoke to people were like, you know, we're friends. Because before, when he spoke to people, he always went like, you know, we're buddies or whatever. But it always came across kind of um, over the top, sometimes mm. um, fake. But this time, I kind of felt like he was relating just crazy well. And if he had stayed this week, I I don't know if um, he would have got knocked out, to be honest. Sure. But then you just have to look at it like a flaw in his gameplay, though. Like, why wasn't he that close to William? 
Like why if that's a like that's a choice that yeah, he could have made. I I saw that as his huge problem was the people he wasn't close with. He just kind of distanced left. completely. Yeah, distanced yeah. them. Well, well, Kevin will spread it out a little bit. He even yeah. like he spoke to Kevin in this episode. He basically put all the pressure on Kevin to save him, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of just going around and speaking. And then afterwards, he was like, "Why didn't William use the veto or the veto on me?" Yeah, um, and it, yeah, he, and that shows a little bit kind of like how um, out of touch he sort of is with that aspect of his game. Uh, I just want to say like really quickly. Um, doesn't something yeah when after cindy went home early in like this week uh bruno and kevin said something like oh no i think the six is crumbling and at that moment i was like uh do they i don't think they have any idea of what's happening in the house yeah um so they're all they're in this their own little pod and like kevin made the right move kevin broke out and he made obviously that important connection with william and bruno failed to do that uh, at all bruno i like yeah i don't think bruno is good at building yeah um, i think he he had one but i think it was with dylan where it wasn't like an actual player that mattered you know yeah but i i, think, I, I still oh, haven't okay. seen that like why it wasn't enough to get dylan to vote for him i'm gonna steal this from, yeah, from... go ahead uh, <laughs> the thing that that rob kind of like mocks kevin and 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 bruno with or has been mocking them with lately is that they're just like the response is just like not good (laughs) not good they just like they see what's happening and they're like not good yeah not good (laughs) they're not doing anything to fix it they're just like aware of the fact that things are not going their way but they're not moving to fix the situation which is something that somebody like a dan geesling would 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 do he'd like pick up pieces figure out a way to there's always a way out there's always a way to where there's a will there's a way and so he will he will figure it out to the best of his abilities whereas they were just sort of victims of fate yeah well they feel like that yeah exactly they're not um they're just like well this is what it is it's like well and it's like well no this is from week one you're supposed to be planting these seeds uh and like you can't just say oh well I did everything I can because if you did everything you can, then the results would have been different. So I understand that position. So uh, thanks, good. Rob, <laughs> for your insight. <laughs> you should uh, you should be the most popular Big Brother podcaster. You should have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, <clears throat> so let's wrap this up really quickly with a recap on the scores. And I'd like to thank my cousin Guy for uh, finding these for us because we were rushing and scrambling. And he's got some... Nice little uh, Excel program that he's he's claiming is better than the one Dan made. So, whoa, whoa! <laughs> All right, fire game. So I'm just gonna go go through them quickly since we're actually running a little bit long here. So uh, at the um, end of week six, I was at 14 points. Matt, you were at 23 points, and Dan, you were at 22 points. And then we Excellent. had a big flip, a shakeup, as it were. Um, Get week ready seven. for a takeover. <laughs> Are you ready for a takeover? <laughs> never. And then we never talk about it again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not talk about this again, to be honest with you. Let's do so, this the same way we did the takeover. Yeah. At this, at the end of this week, <laughs> sorry, the takeovers is getting me. I like, I hated that thing. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm at 17 points. I'm losing it. Uh, Matt, you were at 24, and Dan takes the lead with 25. Oh so, yeah, we we don't hey. have the the stuff to break it down this week. Sorry guys, but uh, 
it's uh, that's where we're standing. So you just gotta trust us. But a, um, trust us. <laughs> I don't know um, if you guys remember in the uh, very first episode of this podcast when we did our draft, you guys were mocking my for, no, yeah, my your picks. choice is Dimitri. I thought Dimitri was a bad choice, but obviously I was the one that was wrong. But here's the thing. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Jackie's still in. Uh, Jackie's yeah, not a good yeah. choice, though. As far as when we amend the system to not allow floaters like to win points, then <laughs> they're not going to be doing well. Um, yeah, she's great for... Uh, I never claimed survive. I would be good at this. In fact, I, I figured I would be wrong. Because like, every time me and Matt do our first impressions stuff, I'm always, I always <laughs> tend to pick the people who are going to go home first. My One of my picks, I'm pretty sure, was Jose for like... For last season of Big Brother, right? <laughs> so, like, whatever. <laughs> um, so, we're going to wrap it up. So, I'd like to thank uh, everybody who comes here and listens if they are out there, which I think they are. And you can email us anything if you want to complain about um, our show or if you hear us swear and I forget to bleep it. Uh, friends after the show at gmail.com. And I think this is the first week we didn't swear. Yeah, I don't, I, don't think, uh, I don't think we did. We're pretty good at catching ourselves now, so... Um, yeah, and thanks all always to Dan and Matt because uh I wouldn't be doing this without people to do it with. So Aww. thank you guys, <laughs> and we thanks for putting you, up with Dan my uh, <laughs> sickness last week. And sorry <laughs> about that. And we will see you next week, everybody. So thanks, see you guys. All right, take care.